It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We knew it was a big weekend in the NFL. Now it has played out, and it's time to talk about it today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league. I'm the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate you all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Joe, happy Victory Monday to those who celebrate, although neither one of us is celebrating Victory Monday uh, no. in week nine. No, uh, just champions of life over here. You know, that's it. No, That's right. You know, we. I just hope everybody had fun. You know, everybody, I hope everybody had a good time. <laughs> you know who had a good time? CJ Stroud, Kyle. Yeah, let's, let's, well, the tickers got the NFC games first. Oh, well, it'll be okay. Yeah, we should probably start with That's CJ the story Stroud. of the weekend, right? It's if, CJ Stroud. If, who was always QB1 on this show and program, regardless of what company we worked for and what the name of the show was, CJ Stroud was always for this show, QB1. And he showed why on the same day in which Bryce Young two threw pick sixes with a lesser supporting cast around him. CJ Stroud sets the rookie passing record for yards <laughs> in 470 and five touchdowns, including the game-winning drive in the final minute of the game to go down against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and score a game-winning touchdown for a final score of 39-37. to 39 points on the Bucs defense. He was throwing dimes, man. Like the last, I don't know, the whole game, but like the last two drives, like very high leverage moments, big throws down the field, dot, confident. Dot, I dot, mean, dot. what's funny is we, we talk about supporting cast, right? And like, I don't, do you think CJ, CJ Stroud's elevating that supporting cast, right? Uh, I think elevated is probably the appropriate way to put it. Yes. So, we're always going to compare Bryce Young to CJ Stroud. That is the world that we're going to live in forever. Going into the season, did we really think that CJ Stroud had the better supporting cast? Um, I think we knew there were, were major questions with each. I think we looked at the offensive line of Houston and felt it was better than Carolina's. You can let me know if, if we're misappropriating this. When you factored in the injuries that you knew were going to be a part of Carolina's offensive line. I think you looked at the skill players, the wide receivers, you probably felt better about 
Houston's. We talked about the upside of Nico Collins and getting Tank Dell and Mechie getting so it's not it's Robert Woods. Like it's not necessarily the distribution we thought it would look like. But I did think we probably felt it was a marginally better supporting cast if I you know we did this, didn't we? We did do well, the coaching piece of it, right? You had a lot oh, of right, veteran right, right, coaches right, right. for for Carolina and Houston. Yep. You're like, oh, Bobby Slowick, you know, first year off. Yeah, we, we, we thought Stroud's transition into that scheme would take a little longer than obviously what it has, too. Yeah. But, but I but he played at Ohio State. So yeah. So right. Right. Uh nine games or eight games does not make a career, but my goodness, you've got to be swooning if you're a Texans fan. And what, oh, yeah, you're you're over the moon. You're absolutely over the moon at the way that this has looked uh, for C.J. Stroud. And then to have this kind of performance, this is like big, big boy time, stuff, big yeah. time TV stuff. Yeah, I'm looking to see um, where I have where I stashed our uh, <laughs> QB situations in the midst of all the Google Sheets that we have for this program. So right. if you want to filibuster or talk about something else for a minute, you feel free. Well, I guess the, the natural thing is to flip to the other side of that conversation, the Carolina Panthers falling 27 to 13 to the Colts after they beat Houston, right? And kind of bottled up CJ Stroud in that game. Uh, but as we know, there's no transitive property in football. And the Panthers fall at home 27 to 13. You mentioned two pick sixes for Bryce Young, three interceptions in total for the game. And, um, it's it's hard to win football games like that. It's not like the the Colts were a juggernaut on offense and you know really put all this heat on him. Uh, you turned over the football and it took away your chances to win a game, right? And so that's that's kind of your issue. Obviously, four more sacks given up by the the Panthers' offensive line, um, but you continue to have questions about all of the process that led to Carolina being where they're at, and really and. On the contrary, celebrating what Houston's done to position themselves moving forward. Okay, so this is fun. I found found the content I was searching for. So in the summertime, every year, Joe and I look at rookie quarterback classes of first-round quarterbacks, and we rate on a scale of one to five their situation with coaching, quarterback room, run game, offensive line, pass catchers, and defense. On a scale of one to five, one being the worst you've ever seen, five being an ideal situation. Uh, Joe, we both had a big nod in coaching in favor of Bryce Young when looking at their coaching staffs. Yeah, McCown, Brown, yep. Frank Reich. You felt good about that, right? Yep, yep. Uh, you looked at the supporting cast around them. They're the other quarterbacks in the room, the run game, the offensive line, and the pass catchers. I had it dead even. Same amount of points, just differently distributed. You know, I, I had Carolina's uh, quarterback room ranked a little higher. I had Houston's offensive line ranked a little higher. Joe had C.J. Stroud's offensive situation graded higher by half a point. Now, we both gave Carolina the nod with coaching, and we both gave Carolina the nod with defense. So that's how, if you looked at the rankings, the entirety of the the project had Bryce Young ranked higher. But if you looked at just the offensive groups around these players, dead even, and CJ Stroud half a point higher for you. But that's not how we feel right now. People are saying, well, Bryce Young is just doesn't have what he needs around him. But we're we're not even extending or, or maybe, that all to CJ Stroud. One of, these, one of these 
or maybe one of these players' style of play was always just going to take a more dramatic yeah. timeline yeah. to get acclimated to playing at the professional level. And that Texans offensive line hasn't been what they wanted it to be this year in terms oh, of yeah. injuries and moving yeah, place people around. And Titus Howard's playing left guard and every other thing, you know, they haven't had Pierce every week. Young receivers, right. for the most part, that they were counting on emerging. I mean, compare what Nico Collins and Tank Dell are doing to Terrence Marshall and Jonathan Mingo. It's working out on one side. It's not working out on the other. Right. Other rookie quarterbacks played. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a cameo by Jaron Hall. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, yielded the incredible Josh Dobbs storyline of him getting traded to Minnesota, coming in, effectively getting the plays translated by Kevin O'Connell to Josh Dobbs as they're calling the game, and he's working with his offensive line to get his cadence down on the sideline. And they come back and win that football game. That's that's pretty incredible. Shame yeah, on the Atlanta you know, Falcons. Shame on the Atlanta Falcons. Baker Mayfield did this last year with the Rams, right? For like this one game, you're like, how? Yeah. How did this happen? Thursday, like, it was a Thursday game too, wasn't hey, it? It's almost like sometimes you just dumb it down, right? Just do this. <laughs> just go do this thing. Right. You know? Go do this thing. It, it, it works. Uh, got, they got no man, tape we, on you in this situation. None. Just go. Yeah. Just go. go. You got to give Kevin, Kevin O'Connell, like, to me, a lot of love for what this team has been this year and then being able to win these recent games with Kirk Cousins going down, Justin Jefferson going down, uh, Cam Akers goes down again. They've had Darasaw's been out on offense mm -hmm. and they're like, somehow they're like finding a way like there's, kudos there's a that's what, right now and they deserve it. They deserve it more right now than they did last year, whatever they were 14 wins or whatever they had. Like I'm more so impressed with this team. They will probably, lose next week at home against the Saints, but then probably beat the Broncos and the Bears before a week 13 bye. Kevin O'Connell, man, give give the man a little love. He deserves it. You, he's he's finding a way. You feel that they, they have a decent chance to have seven wins, be seven and five before the bye, even if they beat the Saints. And like I doubt they'd win all three games, but they've won the last four, and this was the most improbable one yet, and it included a fourth-quarter game-winning drive come from behind uh, execution by Josh Dobbs. Make it make sense. You can't. Football, man. Football is fun. Football hurts at times, but it's football. Mm. All right, we got a bunch more to reflect on this from this weekend, including some big matchups, but we got to tell you about LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free, and it is so easy to create a free job post over at LinkedIn Jobs, and then once you do, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you could quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So we're we're not really playing by the rules today, but that's okay. We it was largely NFC focused. Yeah. Um we had the uh commanders beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Interception by Washington. I think it was Quan Martin that made the play. Uh that prevented Mac Jones' second career game winning drive. Looked like they were gonna get it. They had some momentum. They were in score in plus territory. You had Philadelphia on Sunday night or on Sunday afternoon provide uh, the almost choke because they were up. What was it like? Eleven points at one point. There yeah, were two scores feel, at one point late, late in yeah. this football game. Didn't feel like it was going to get Dallas, close, and then it did. Dallas watched the Dolphins fall apart in scoring territory against the Chiefs that morning and said, "Hold my beer, watch this. We're going to get down to I think the six yard line." And just had a nuclear end of game sequence between the penalties. Yeah, the whole thing was funky. What a disaster. The end up with like fourth and goal from the 26 or something like that. Kyle, they were first and five from the six. That's right. First and five from the six to third and 26 from the 27. Yeah. Bad. Um, What are we doing with Sam Howell, man? I don't, you, I, I don't want to go like get away from Dallas and Philly, but like you, yep. we mentioned the commanders. What are we doing with Sam Howell? Are we building around reports, this guy? Reports indicate that many in the Washington building feel like that's the quarterback of the future, which I think is interesting because of the brain trust of the team and the head coach and the coaching staff, who amongst there is going to be there next year? Good question. So I think it's it's I think it's very interesting that the reports come out that the Washington building feels as though Sam Howell's okay okay who feels that way who has the who has the liberty to say that, that way Magic Other Johnson than Josh Harris and who just bought the team Ma- Magic right, Johnson and right. his Twitter those account the, those, those are the people in position <laughs> to have an opinion that would mean something because of Washington what it would. Are they going to make a, a potential playoff wild card run? They got to go to Seattle next week. Then they got Dallas on a short week. Then they're hosting Miami. Got to go to New York Jets. They got to play the 49ers and the Cowboys again. That seems like a nightmare situation there. I glossed over playing the New York Giants. I didn't mention another West Coast trip to go play the LA Rams. That's it. That, like, that's the remaining schedule. So it's like. Does a playoff berth for Washington if they're able to stack it together after selling two pass rusher assets at the trade deadline? Does that get everybody back in the building again next year? And how much of a leash would you have if it did? I don't know. But Howell's just throwing the ball all over the place. And he has nice throws on a weekly basis. There's Tough something guy. here. Which, but yeah. we knew that. We knew that. Yeah, kind of something's Baker turning into something, though. Go ahead. Kind of Baker Mayfield, you said. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when I watch Sam Howell. That's that's the vibe that I get. 
And I think Baker in a good situation can be a above average starting quarterback. And I just feel no reason to feel like Sam Howe couldn't do that as well with more time and investment. Back to Dallas and Philly. I mean, with Dallas, it's like CeeDee Lamb or bust for that offense, it feels like. Michael Gallup with that egregious third down drop. I mean, Jake Ferguson, credit to him. He 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 got a he had a really good game. But yeah. there's just not enough different thing. They don't have enough levers on that offense to to pull in in, in use. I mean, and and the high leverage situation, and they're throwing a contested ball to Jalen Tolbert. I, I mean, I thought the, the um, I thought the Philly pass rush really showed up late too. Because you're watching that game unfold, it's like, okay, like Dallas is doing a pretty good job. And then they get into the two-minute drive situation, and Dak had to do everything off script because the pass rush really turned it up. And Dak did had some good moments there, too. Like, I, he had some impressive mm-hmm. moments, but, like, situationally, this is not a very sound football team. They're sloppy. So Philly now climbs, I guess, technically three games. They, they've played nine games versus Dallas's eight, but they have a head-to-head win. So you're talking three games plus three games in the division at this stage for Philadelphia. So you feel like they're they're going to be probably in a position to slam the door shut. Although their next five games after their week ten by are at Kansas City, hosting Buffalo, hosting San Francisco, at Dallas, and at Seattle. Not a walk in the park. Well, it re- really comes down to what can Dallas do in this stretch. Here you go. Their next three games, Giants, Panthers, and Commanders. Just what the doctor ordered. (laughs) (laughs) And two of those are home Thursday games. Oh, man. And then they get a mini bye before Philly comes to town. Mm. So So it's 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 not over. (laughs) No, but if Philly goes out and they beat the Chiefs and the Bills, if they win two out of three. Kind of expecting to do that, though. It's done. I, yeah, do. I kind of expect them to do that. Yeah, I do. And the buys coming at a good time with Jalen Hurts getting banged up with the knee. Yeah, and now having a buy and a chance to rest that he's been wearing a brace since I think the Miami game was when it first They're, got corners got hurt late in that game. I'm not sure of the severity, but right, that will health there will be nice. Obviously, more time to onboard Joe, Kevin Byard. This is technically an AFC segment, so let's let's talk about. It. Did you did you see Jim Ursay uh, dancing in the locker room? After the game? I did. I did. You're going to get this reference. Not a lot of people are. It was an awesome impression of Ozzy Osbourne at halftime of the 2022 season opener in LA. You know, a reference that only (laughs) I would get. Yeah. Because how how many people were in SoFi that night? With 80,000 or something Uh, like that? 80,000. And I think we were the only ones still sitting in our seats for halftime. End of list, right? That's the only people that saw it for a reason. They didn't put that on TV because there was a good chance Ozzy was not going to make it through the performance. <laughs> oh, baby. Because he was holding on to that mic stand for dear life. And I'm watching Jim Ursay and I'm like, he, for dear he might go over. life. Yeah, no, dude, that was that was hard to watch, man. Hard to watch. But my other thought that's not related to the Colts. If the playoffs started today, the entire AFC North would make the playoffs. It's such a fascinating situation because, like, objectively, you have some funky teams. You have Pittsburgh, who's like not outplaying anybody, and they're five and three. Right. You have you you have the Bengals with one AFC conference win, right? And it just came last night because they swept the NFC West, right? 
And whatever you're making of Cleveland, like I know the last two Deshaun's Watson starts have been better, but like you're in the position that you are not because of quarterback play. And maybe that makes it exciting because you feel like that could be improved, but defensively, like you're obviously like the best defense in the league or close to it. Deshaun Watson's going to have a rough go the next two weeks. Yeah, like he gets, how, how much, apple, how do you consider he, Tennessee and Arizona? Baltimore. He played good. He's at Baltimore. Baltimore tough. That's week. a good defense. Baltimore's yeah. killing people. Baltimore's absolutely destroying people at home. In a weird way in which like they just decided we're going to run, run over Seattle. I think that there's some credit there to the amorphous nature of that team. Amorphous. If they need to pass their, it, you know, it's like a, shapeless if we need to pass mm. to beat you we can pass to beat you mm, it's maybe Morpheus not where we're best oh baby this is this is new if we need to run the ball like joe here if we need to run the ball and run you over we'll run the ball and run you over and that's exactly what they did to seattle and the defense is just dogs mm. dogs they get a thir- uh, week 13 by two they gotta love having a week 13 by for people that just need to know amorphous is spelled in a a-M-O-R-P-H-O-U-S. Amorphous. Without a clearly defined shape or form. Kyle, I mean, you're just throwing you're throwing ten dollar words out there just in, in stride, baby. I mean, that that was one of the most impressive things I've seen in a while. I uh Thank you. kudos, hat Thank tip. You that was you and Kevin O'Connell really caught my attention here in the last uh that's right 36 hours. Okay, uh we got uh, we got more to get to here. But what you need to do is get to FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers are getting a $150 bonus bet with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I won on FanDuel uh, last night, I had the over on Joe Burrow passing touchdowns. They had it at one and a half. I had two. I had the over on Dalton Kincaid receptions and receiving yards, which they had at like three and a oh, half and three. You went, you went big. Yeah. You, Steal, I, stealing money. I did, but I didn't. I also had two passing touchdowns for Josh Allen. So I, I went uh, I went four out of five on my FanDuel. So I did good. I won. So check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and enjoy this NFL season again. Bonus bets, 150 bucks. In bonus bets with a winning $5 money line bet, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Do you have any other Week 9 takes before we dive into some thought or not, which was widely requested from my subtext group uh, to return this week? People enjoy Um, that. I think we got we got to acknowledge there's two other huge games. We got to acknowledge Chiefs and Dolphins and Bills and Bengals. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it till segment three so that we didn't just say, oh, these are the shows that we do individually. We're going to bludgeon you over the right. top with them right. at the top right. of the show. That's and fair. obviously, if you want the full fleshed out thoughts, listen to Locked On Dolphins, Locked On oh, Bills. Oh. I had a show yesterday. I had a show. 
You know, one of those. Did you know what my most notorious podcast was in the history of doing Locked On Dolphins? I know. It's week two, Buffalo 2021, 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it comes up all the time. <laughs> it, the, the show comes up all the time because I hammered the team that game. This was probably an eight, eight and a half out of 10 on that scale. I don't, know, don't don't spot the Chiefs twenty one points. Defense was outstanding. You get Jalen Ramsey's Avian Howard back with Jalen Phillips healthy. Bradley Chubb. Chiefs go down the field, score on their opening drive. They get seven points offensively for the next fifty seven minutes of, of game clock. Mm-hmm. You're scratching and clawing offensively, shooting yourself in the foot every which way possible. You get into an end of game situation. You have a miscommunication on third down where the quarterback six. Signals a route and throws one route, and the wide receiver runs another and was, but you know what, open down the field if they would have just ran the go ball to begin with. And then on fourth down, we can't catch the snap from the center, which was maybe a foot too far to the right, but still very easily catchable. It's fourth and 10, Joe. And what do we do? We fall on the ball. He fell on the ball on fourth and 10. Try to pick it up, try to do something. Who knows? Maybe it gets batted around and somebody picks it up and runs for a first down. But you know what you can't do on fourth and 10, down seven points with a minute left in the game? Fall on the ball. You can't drop the snap, but then you can't fall on the ball. So, I don't know. I mean, the the narratives around Miami and beating good teams versus not beating good teams, it's warranted at this stage until they, they prove otherwise. There's significant concern about the offense's ability to travel, which underscores the team's ability to well, your next five is Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets. I don't know if you're serious about putting yourself in position to win playoff games this year, you got to win all five games. Like that's all there is to it. Or at least go four and one. Got a good chance of that, I would say. Yeah, they got a good chance so, of that. And I mean, that's my thoughts on Miami is don't spot the Chiefs 21 points. You could very easily point to uh, the, the fumble at the end of the first half, but it, that just embodies the game for them. And the narrative and the questions are warranted. I don't think there's any question. Miami's a good team, but they have the potential to be a great team. And I think the worst thing that ever happened to that team was scoring 70 points in week three, because now that's the measuring stick that they get put on yeah. offensively every single week. It's okay to score 17 points in a game sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think you said it to me. It's like, why couldn't they just score 45, 40, 50, right. <laughs> right. but right. yeah, that's when 40, it, it, when 49 20, and then all of a sudden this, this doesn't become what it, the expectation is every single week that, that if yeah. you don't score 35 points, then it's like, pfft. See, we knew they weren't good. Come on. Surprising. I mean, Chiefs defense has been been good, and Dolphins are certainly playing a lot better on defense. Both teams under 300 yards. That's pretty surprising. I know it's a Germany game, but this wound up being a defensive game, which was a little bit surprising. I think it speaks to some of the concerns with Kansas City and what what they – have to lean on offensively. I think their tackles are rough. I mean, their receivers are rough. I mean, there's not a lot of separation. Yeah. They're rough on the edges on both in both phases of offense, right? The perimeter yeah, receivers that's a good way the to put the offensive line. I mean, yeah. it's just that you're not going to win there. So if you have studs at those premium positions, you can challenge Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then Miami just like, like you mentioned, kind of shooting themselves in the foot and kind of the way that they play offense. It, it, I think it makes sense to me that there's such a stark difference in how they perform at home versus on the road where some of the pre-snap stuff, communication, stuff like that just seems to get in their way more away from hard rock. And they got to, I think they got to figure that out a little bit or else that's going to be tough sledding. That's, that's what they got to do on the buy because they're on the buy this week. We got to look in the mirror and ask how we can streamline that process a little bit. Uh, Bills 18, Bengals 24, a game that wind up being a little closer than it felt. Uh, Bengals are back, right? The Joe Burrow is playing good football. Um, defensively, Lou Anarumo is getting the most out of his team in the most critical situations. And the Bills just continue offensively to find a lot of, uh, of inconsistency. They scored on their first and last drives. They had nine offensive drives, touchdown on the first one, touchdown on the last one. The middle seven, you had three points. And two or two turnovers, right? You, you just you're just not going to win football games like that. And you've played nine games this year, and I think six times offensively you have been just not been able to find yourself. And it's it to me very unacceptable given what you have on offense and um not injuries, right? Like defensively, I have grace because of injuries, and even last night it got it got worse with Terrell Bernard going down early in the game, and you lose both corners. You're down to like your fifth and sixth corners. Like I have grace for the defense, even though there's concerns there. They have only forced one turnover in the last four games, right? There's concerns on defense, but offensively, for you to be in these lulls and these ruts um, c- consistently, like not not sometimes, but like literally all the time, uh, it's tough sledding. And so I think you're. You're falling behind here in this AFC. Uh, you're falling behind in your own division. I mean, for as much as I think we, we just talked about the Dolphins and some of their concerns, they got to feel a lot better about their chances of going and winning this division and playing a home playoff game, at least one, uh, based on just kind of the way that Buffalo and the team that they're telling us that they are this year. And you can't rule out the Jets, right? That with Jets win tonight, uh, they're they're going to be in pretty good shape here with a lot of head-to-head opportunities. So um, it's uh, the Bills are telling you that they're an average football team. I think you should believe them. Thought or not, I have I have one I'd like to start. Okay, with. okay. The AFC one seed will have at least four losses. Oh yeah, for sure. For See, sure. If Kansas City's currently in that spot. They're seven and two. They play Philly coming out of their week ten bye at yeah, home. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that for them. They host the Bills week fourteen. I actually think the Bills are a better a better matchup. Like I think the Bills have a better chance of beating Kansas City than they did Cincinnati. But you have Cincinnati in Arrowhead week 17. Don't like that. And then you have Kansas City at Chargers week 18 to close the season as far as games that stand out as like yeah, they could they could Losable. potentially lose that football right. game. Never want never know when a Colts situation is going to happen, right? Right. They, I guess they so do they that, already that have it against Denver. Four games. That gives you four games that are you would perceive to be losable. I would guess they lose Philly and Cincinnati, which would give them four losses. The Baltimore Ravens, also yeah. seven and two. They are at home against the Browns next week. Then they are at home on Thursday night football against the Bengals in week eleven. They have to travel to the West Coast to play the Chargers week twelve. They are in Jacksonville week fifteen. They're in San Francisco on Monday Night Football Week 16, and they're home hosting the Dolphins Week 17. We're losing two? We're losing two. Okay. And then that would give uh, the Jaguars are the only other two-loss team in the conference right now. Uh, They are home against San Francisco, home against Cincinnati on Monday Night Football Week 13, 
home against the Ravens week 15. And that's it. Yeah. Your, your number one seed's going to have. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, real quick. The one game bump from firing your coach is undefeated. There it is, there it is baby. Imagine believing in Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Well, and bummer, bummer for Daniel Jones, right? right? Comes bummer. back from a neck Big injury bummer. and immediately goes down with with what they're imaging for an MRI for to see if it's a torn ACL today. And yeah, at that point, put him on ice this season, right? So between between that, the Raiders thirty to six win over the Giants, and like the Commanders didn't fire Ron Rivera, but they also kind of told you like they're, they that a clear signal from with the, the, with the sell at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's like yeah. all right, here it is. So. uh Remember that next year, this time of year, right? One game bumps. They're very, very real. We'll see what happens with the Raiders. Uh, they're home against the Jets next week. The four and five Raiders. So that's that's going to be a 12-10 football game, right? There's that for thought or not. It'd be 12-10. <laughs> Taking the over on 22 points. Rook, rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell going against the New York Jets defense. Nightmare. Can the Jets, can the Jets score a few points, though? That's going to be the real question. Right. Low-key, some fun games next week. Uh, you have San Francisco at Jacksonville. Fun. You have both coming. Both teams coming off buys. That's interesting, right? Both teams coming off buys. You have Houston at Cincinnati for a really Huge. fun game. Yeah, that'll that'll be priority watching there. You have Cleveland at Baltimore. Huge. Uh, man, the NFC slate stinks. Lions Chargers is remotely interesting. New Orleans Vikings. New Orleans, Minnesota, those teams always get weird when they play each other. They They're both have no idea what to expect from either team game. Right, right. Uh, do you get Tyson Bajan versus Bryce Young in a rookie quarterback matchup on Thursday Night Football? <laughs> Probably not. It seems like it's angling towards Justin Fields returning a quarterback for Chicago. Patrick Steelers. Guy. Yeah. Stoppable. Blue Bloods. Movable object. <laughs> and low-key, you have the Chiefs, Eagles, and Dolphins on buys. You'll miss those teams on the on the docket for games to watch. Commander Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks and G- Gino, a little bit of trouble here now, isn't he? I know, like, this is going to be, like, he, such a shallow thing that I'm going to say, but I'll say it anyways. You wanted to say it last week. Every time I watch the Seahawks, they look so bad to me. Like, and I know that Geno Smith has good games, but my eyes have not seen him. I've not seen him. I know Pete Carroll was asked after the game a little bit about the turnovers. I mean, Geno's got, what, 46% completion percentage against Baltimore, was sacked four times, had a fumble. It's it's just not it, – there, there's a – the regression – I think the regression that happened at the end of last year that we were worried about, he has not definitively answered the question about this season. And I think Seattle's the type of team that if they like a quarterback, they should go get one. You know what I mean? Like that deal was never prohibitive. And I right. feel like they they should be aggressive to go do some things here with some of their some of their other young talent that I really like and some of the veterans that they've sprinkled in. So I I'd, I'd advocate for them being a big aggressive team for a quarterback. Um yeah. The last game Gino did not throw at least one interception was week four against the Giants in which he attempted 20 passes for 110 yards. Let's do that for Josh Allen. When was the last time that happened? Uh, Miami. We same week, week four. But have, have the Bills yeah. played one more game? Uh, yeah, they had a buy in there. 
Yeah, so week they had a week five bye. Josh is at five. At five? Five. Well, you can tell everybody's in a great mood this morning here on Locked Yay Marino's Football. <laughs> Yay football is fun, as Joe Marino said. That's gonna do it for us. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys sharing on the show. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll be back again tomorrow. AFC Conference Power Rankings on the docket. Is that the plan? Sure. 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 All right. Come on back. See you soon. See you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.